Hi guys, welcome back to the Gist with Joy podcast. I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm gassed, but I'm gassed. Um, so today's episode it's actually a um like a crossover episode. Um, I recorded with these lovely ladies called the Hustle Hotline podcast. Um, they're based in London and they're really lovely. So um, instead of me just babbling on, I'm gonna go jump straight right into it. So um, yeah, enjoy this one, guys. Bye bye. Every time I meet people from London, they're like, black with this accent? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Is it no? Because sometimes it's just a bit of a what? What was going on? There's black people up there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, there's black people outside London. Really? To be honest, to be honest, I, um, me and my siblings, we were like the only one in Blackpool growing up. So ironic, it's called Blackpool, but here we are. I'm done I was just going to say this is such a good time to film this episode because I felt like I wasn't really in like the right frame of mind last week anyway neither were Mm. we (laughs) yeah just after like the peaceful process and everything I was just like constrained and you know you've got to keep consistency but at the same time like your mental health is like it's key it's absolutely key so I was just like this is great obviously we're still concerned about what's going on but yeah at least let's see some black joy let's see some you know what i mean i'm so for that because last week even when we were recording it was just like <sighs> i felt so emotionally exhausted mm. you know what i mean but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. makes a nice change to be honest because you guys always get the best weather it's so warm in london mm. it's like i feel like it's a different country every time i come down really like yeah, I like, like if I'm there for an audition or something, I'll have a scarf on and a jacket and everything. And once I get to Euston, I'm just like, I'm boiling. So I have to take the scarf off and take the jacket off. And I'm just walking around. And what's with you guys? You guys walk really fast. No one smiles in London. No, we haven't got time. When people take their time when they're walking and stuff like that, you guys are really nice with a smile. Hi, how are you? We're like skeptical. Like, why are you? What's this? What's going on? And I realised we had a problem. And I remember I went to Florida and when I, I go to America quite a lot. And they smile, hey, how are you? And I'm thinking, what's your agenda? What's exactly. all this? What's going on? <laughs> We're not nice down here for the most part. Vaughn, the tube, we don't speak to you. We rush. We hate slow walkers. We just rush, rush, rush. And you realise it's, it's a bit of an issue when you go away and you come mm. back. And for me, when I come back, my anxiety is just going when I come into London. So I just know that I can't live it for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but I'm literally, I'm one of those slow walkers. I'm five foot three and mm. I literally just walk at my own pace. And every time I come to London, I get lost all the time. Like mm. I never get, I don't know how you guys do it on a day-to-day basis. Like I'm 24 and I'm, I still get lost on the tube. I've got my city map app. I'm like trying to figure out where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But it's like, because you guys walk so fast, so quickly, I can't like stop to ask anyone for directions, and if you do, they kind of look at you like. I'm not even allowed. People stop me and ask for directions. I'm like, can you not see my headphones in, please? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're on a bot. If you because I walk with a bot when I'm dancing, right? And normally have dance so I have to really restrain myself from not dancing and breaking out <laughs> on the street. And then I'm really, really nice. I will help people, yeah. But when yeah. I'm in that bot, when people stop me, I'm like internally just really annoyed because it's got to the best bit. 
But it's all right. If you come a bit longer and you come here like frequently, you get used to it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think I could ever live there though. I don't think it's for me. Although I'm saying that, obviously me and John will get married in the future. Um, so my boyfriend slash husband lives in London. He's one of you guys. He's called John Boyega. Don't know if you know him. Um, yeah. John who? John Boyega. I don't know oh, if you guys know him. Oh, yeah, so I can oh, hear. I have, I have lots of lightning going on. Sorry. Oh, my. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a bit popular, but, you know, I, I accept him for who he is. So it's all right. Um, so, yeah, because obviously he's, he's from London, so I kind of need to get used to that part of things but it's fine all right it's okay if you live like more in the suburb i live in the more of the suburby area so i'm not really in the hustle and bustle all the time but when i go into central like i'm used to because i used Mm. to work more in central it'll be fine if you want to go into london but let's have a bit more introductions around like who we are and whatnot so yeah first as the second oldest (laughs) (laughs) my name is jess um i'm 29 I'm single. <laughs> well, I am sad. Um, I'm 29. Um, I live in London. Been living in London for ages. I work in social, so I'm a social media consultant. Been doing it for 10 years, and I work with sick brands. I'm an influencer. Been doing it for 10 years. I work with fashion, beauty, lifestyle brands. Doing that for time. Known this amazing person for like years. Uh, we've just literally always just clicked. What are you doing? I'm trying to relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird with the green screen anyway and i've also got my own cosmetics brand which i launched last year last july so that's called by jesties do really really well like i get sales all the time um really bubbly love music and dancing um very hard worker very creative got a fire playlist like like in legit i've got a fire playlist got a lot of good friends around me yeah i'm just cool i'm a cool girl I'm a cool chick i'm using more glam but i'm at home <laughs> yes, yes got it nice next who's going next um i don't mind i'll go so hi uh, my name is joy um i'm from blackpool but i am nigerian um, I grew up in Blackpool, da, 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 da. I'm an actor, um, but I also have a nine-to-five job um, as a recruiter. Um, I'm trying to think what else to say about me. Like, um, I am, no, I'm not single because there's power in the tongue. Um, I'm... <laughs> I like that, I like that. <laughs> I'm um, John Boyega's girlfriend, um, wife-to-be in the future um what else what else can i say about me i'm a twin not a lot of people know that oh um yeah i'm a twin i feel like i say it a lot but every time like even my friend of like three years she was like gee you've never told me that you're a twin i kind of find out from somebody else i was like i'm really sorry i thought it's just like a you know i thought it just everyone just should know that um but yeah and then um i don't know what else to say about me friend of jesus and that's it I just want to add I'm going in. So I'm oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say as well, you don't look 29. Like, I know I heard you. it on, like, one of your first episodes, but I was just like, they sound like I'm older than them. <laughs> don't feel it. <laughs> okay, I'll go next. I'm sure um, if we're going to start when where we're from. 
Um, I'm Guyanese and Bajan. I'm 29 as well. So I'm 30 next month, which is... Wow. Um, I'm London-based travel and lifestyle blogger. I have a nine-to-five as well. I don't say where it is, GDPR. And um, yeah, I... I'm kind of like the anti-blogger where I don't kind of do the whole taking pictures outside people's houses I don't live in. Um, <laughs> I, I love memes. And yeah, I guess that's me in a nutshell. Great, great stuff. I want to know more about like your travel blogging. Do you like travel like different countries and then just like uh, on your ones or? Um, mainly on my ones. Um mainly mainly Europe but I've started to do, to do a bit of Asia um but since corona came and fucked it up um I'm just mm. traveling spiritually through tv some come this some come Joy how old are you I'm 24 I'm gonna be 25 in October Oh, I feel like you're in the, the golden the golden years of being in. Don't say that. I'm golden still grafting. I'm good. still grafting. It's not. It's just like such a nice time in your twenties where you're like young enough not to care, but old enough to know better. Like you can still just get away with so much. I feel you, but girl, I'm the first. I'm the first child, so I don't Are feel you? like. Yeah. So, so I know I'm a. T- I said I was. T- I'm a twin. But, so it was me and my twin sister, but I came out an hour. Um, I came in an, an hour later than she came out, if that makes sense. So mm. she came an hour before, um, behind me. Um, mm. And I, you know, as a first child, you're basically a slave. We all know that in African household, black household, your first child, you are a slave. That's how it works. Um, so I don't feel like I've had that time to just like, I don't feel like now I can make mistakes. If that, I feel like right now I'm only just finally figuring out my like my life, if that makes sense. And I'm still grafting. Which is really, really good though. But I'd have to say just really just enjoy your twenties. Like a twenty mm-hmm. or twenty-five soon, right? Honestly, mm-hmm. like I was I was grafting, but I was having a lot of fun <laughs> when I was twenty-four, twenty-five. <laughs> um and I think just really, really look back, like really, really just enjoy this time, enjoy making mm. mistakes too. Don't think like I have to have everything figured out because you don't you won't like I've changed my like thought processes and things I've wanted to do so many times and I'm 29 mm. I'm 30 in November and I'm still going to be developing you're always always developing always making changes mm-hmm. so like have fun especially like you said you haven't really kind of had that opportunity this is the no. time to make mistakes without like consequences you have no kids you know have you don't have oh, any husband yet yeah. <laughs> to be fair this year was supposed to be my um year of enjoyment i booked afro nation tickets and um... <laughs> where were you going were you going to go to puerto rico or portugal i was gonna go to um portugal yeah and um i still ain't got my money back some of my girls got their money back the same day for when they call their banks. I'm still waiting 45 days later from Natwest. Please, run me back my money. Um, so yeah, this year was supposed to be my best life. I, I bought tickets for Wireless. I bought tickets for Afro Nation. Yay. I was going to go to like Barcelona for my 25th. And wow. Sister Covid said, sit down at home. Where do you think you're going? So <laughs> here we are. 
<laughs> I, I just kind of think I said to myself this year, this 2020 smells like success and it's going to be a movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a horror movie. That's, that's all I can say. Or it's like one of them real life documentaries where you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Do you know what's actually mad? I was listening to you guys' last podcast. Oh, and when you were reading the list of things that had happened so far in 2020, I'm telling you, I've forgotten that. Obviously, did forget that Caroline Fagan died, but it felt like it happened last year. Yeah. Like, all of this happened in 2020, and we're not done yet. No. We're it's f- actually scary. Do you, know, every, do you know, everybody said the exact same thing for that whole list. That list was mad. Even when Shaw was reading it out, I was just like, this is this is quite upsetting. This is quite <laughs> upsetting to be honest. <laughs> it's so true. It's like I don't I don't even know what's going on to be honest. Only God can see us through because this one is a whole absolute madness. We'll see what July brings. We'll see what July brings. I'm actually nervous for July, but we'll see what happens. No, don't be nervous. We, what else can they throw at us? Literally, what else? What's true? It will right. become desensitized to madness. Like every time <laughs> I see a headline, I'm like, oh, when I think my final straw is when Boris got corona. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> and then they rewinded and showed him. I was like, oh, shaking their hands. I'm like, okay. I, I think he didn't have corona, you know. What do you guys think? I don't either. I don't know. When he did that speech on Bank Holiday weekend, he didn't look right. Hmm. Makeup. Hmm, maybe. Maybe you just wanted some time off. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> maybe. So, I guess we've got a couple of questions. We want to just go through, like, our 20s, kind of giving people, like, um, tips and tricks. And, I don't know, just to kind of prepare themselves as much as they can for being in their 20s. So, a couple of questions that... I think Shaw, you put together, or Joy. Joy mainly put some together. I just shoved some in at the end. Uh, so <laughs> team effort. But a couple of questions, guys. <laughs> and they make me laugh actually, because uh, some of them are a bit like, "Wow." But um, would you date a married man in your twenties? I've got three weeks left to make it happen. So yeah, I would. Um. <laughs> I wouldn't, do you know what, like, I wouldn't say no, because you, you can be with a man and not know he's married, so, that's it. Do you know what, you're right, you're right, all these uncles, they can really trick you. Yeah, they really can. They really can. Some of them will have a ring on and they'll ask you out. Yeah, the confidence is like no other. And I don't, I don't understand how they can do that with like such a vim, you know. You hear all these stories on the timeline saying, I was dating this guy for ages and stuff like that. And then he had a whole other family. You hear it all the time and they have no shame. And it's like, okay, like, it's like kind of like, okay, that men are going to cheat, you know. Like, it's acceptable. Like, oh, boys will be boys. And it's, it's not right, you know. But if a woman Honestly. does that, she's a hoe. She's an evil person and stuff like mm. that. I mean, like, I'm it'll a- be better. It would be better off if you kind of had that kind of relationship where you had like, was it polyamorous or kind of like an open marriage or relationship where you know what's up. But if I knew they were married, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't go there because mm. I like to have my own I don't want to be like I'm sharing something with somebody else yeah I know some people have fallen in love with people who are married and I know you can't help but you fall in love with but you need to be smart do you know what I mean you need to be really mm-hmm. really smart about things so I wouldn't it's just headache after headache <laughs> see now I've got two questions for that um, for that question I feel like it can kind of you can answer that question in two ways one when you say dating a married man does that mean like you being a sugar baby because you know Ooh, that's interesting <laughs> that's nice and it works that you can be a sugar date you can be a sugar baby and do you, I mean that's still sinning and that's still not a good thing because it's not for the wife and there's such thing as karma but then also at the same time would you i know you said something about being um in an open marriage would you be comfortable if your husband came up to you and was like well do you want to cut done <laughs> i haven't got time for that i mean if, if people want to do that that's fine like i go on my apps and i see people like we're in an open relationship and we want a third person like go ahead ask for you do you be do you boo like it's fine me mm. me and you that's it I ain't kind of introducing anybody else in that. Now, the whole sugar baby type of thing, when I've been broke, I've contemplated it because I was just like, rah, like someone's paying for me and all I have to do is go for dinner and pay me good stuff. But there's, there's a price. You know, I have to do a happy ending at that. And I don't want to kind of like, like be sleeping with Methuselah like that, you know, like not even a sugar diet, glucose guardian. Like I'm not, I'm not about that life. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just can't do it. I don't need a sponsor to Dubai, you know, I'd rather work for it. I don't know about you. I always get DMs from these old men who were looking for a sugar baby. I wish I oh screenshot them. Always get them. And the same guy's been trying to hit me up for ages and I just delete, delete, delete. Um and I, I guess don't that get them as much anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Like they're really, really on it. It's always those um kind of grey bearded men and stuff like that and I was just like I'm not about that you're probably a little bit older than my own father and mm. it makes me sick and like I don't want to be seen with you I don't want you to touch me I don't want like <laughs> anything I don't want you to be in my presence Someone so that there's a lot of people who do that and they can do that they can separate it me I can't I just it's not for me it's not for me hmm. I'll tell you something though one time I think it was like was it my final year of uni I know it was my first year out of um, uni and I was broke struggling actor I was like I need money so your girl went on seeking arrangement that come <laughs> I know that <laughs> so I'm telling you I even went ahead and I, like, I made up I made up a profile everything I put a picture of myself and then do you know what I called myself I called myself Chioma and then that night I'm telling you that night the first night I had that account I couldn't sleep I really (laughs) couldn't sleep I really couldn't sleep and then I woke up the next day I logged into it there was this man there and he was just like oh I want to take you out let's meet up in Liverpool and let's have a conversation to like drop the agreement and everything I clicked on the man's profile. It was this ugly white man. I, it wasn't even like you were good looking for me to be like, but you know what? If I bump into people that I know, I'll say that you're my carer. I'm, I'm your carer. I was just like, I deleted, I deleted my account with a quickness. <laughs> and I don't have the balls to do it. 
I can't. I don't know. You have to be. You have to be some type of like strong or be in there. Like this is a business arrangement. Some people can do, but sometimes you get lucky, and sometimes they're actually really attractive. But they're not. They're all really disgusting and old, and they want to like hold your hand and just even to go to dinner with them will make me vomit. Like internally, Ooh. it's disgusting. Ew. You know, on the website as well, it has their um, um, net worth in it as well. I feel like some of them might be lying. Yeah, they might be. Mm. I, I remember I, 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 I've joined it, but, like, I just found some of the DMs from them so creepy. And I'm like, you know, I really, I can't go through with this. I really can't. I know a girl that actually does have a sugar daddy, though, and she's living her best life. She's it's tempting. Living. It is tempting, like, the way, like, some, some of them, like, you know how some people, they get the money, they keep it quiet, right? Obviously, it's their business. Like, I'm not here to judge anybody. If they want to do that, they want to do it. And I know most people don't sleep with them. Some mm. people do. Um, but I just can't do it. I just feel like I'd live a lie because I'd like to talk to people like, oh, by the way, my sugar daddy or whatever, or my pet. Like, it's not, it's not something that I would do. I know a few people have done it. And then one girl, like, I met, like, at a shoot a couple of years ago. She goes, yeah, I was just doing I don't have to sleep with them or anything, but just go to dinner and look nice and everything. I still can't do it. My spirit, I, I would be the same as you. I wouldn't be able to sleep, you know? And I've had all these, like, I've had um, a lot of people come to me with that type of stuff throughout the years. I just, it's just not for me. Otherwise, like, when I didn't want to work or something like that, I fuck off fun would be, like, sugar daddy money. Literally, I'll be chilling. <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't know where these girls meet the guys that are willing to pay without having to sleep with them. I don't even know. When I want. It's actually really dangerous, because you never know if they'll get, like, really angry or kind of, like, would have, like, kidnapping and stuff like that there's so many mm. things that can go wrong with it even if you meet at dinner it might be lovely at dinner he takes you home you don't you never you never get home you have a ted bundy situation god forbid oh god. literally that's like, scary i know that <coughs> huh? that's why you have like you get your friends to also go for dinner mm. same evening it's a couple of tables well, away Speaking about dating, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know what's wrong with my voice, but speaking about dates in your 20s, have you um, gone on a date um, in your 20s and still have your friends like show up at the same restaurant just in case? Or is there a certain age that you stop doing that? <clears throat> I've never done that. I feel like I did that when I was 16. <laughs> so like I was, well, I wasn't on a date with anyone, but my friend was on a date and then I went with my other friend to just see like what's going on. Like, you know, yeah. stupid things you do as a teenager, but not not in my 20s, no. I've never done it. My friends have always kind of, like, offered to do it free of charge and stuff like that. Mm. However, but my normal procedure is when I go on a date with anybody, I literally tell my friends where I'm going, like, mm. what he looks like, where he lives. So that's why I ask those questions, because people are getting kidnapped and killed every day, and I, I would like to die like, old. Um, and then, and then, uh, and then I would tell like my family as well, and then kind of like give them a safe word if I'm kind of uncomfortable. So those are the oh, extra wow. cautions I do. You tell and your I family really... that you're going on a date. Yeah, I open with stuff I'm, like that. I'm not. That, I'm not about the point yet. I'm not that I'll be like, oh, just going on a date. But it's the person. Cool. Just because anything can happen. That's True. it. Like obviously I mean, I my told my friend, huh? 
was gonna say, I mean, I tell my friends, but the way my family set up, mm-hmm. the only time my mum's meeting a man is probably when I'm getting married. Yeah. Yeah, no, which is the truth. I'm just saying, it's just kind of like when I'm going on a date and stuff like that, just in case. Like people mm. just know my location anyway. Like I tell them, I tell them, like my family if I'm going somewhere, like where I am, even on holiday. Like when I come back, or I went here and whatever like that. Not because I have to. It's just safety. I just don't trust people. Are weird. So like, <laughs> it's true. Like some people getting kidnapped and all that kind of thing. Like people are so so weird. So I'd rather people know. Okay, Jess was here and whatever like that. But I really don't trust the guy. I send my friends my live location. <laughs> to be honest. And yeah, because I'm extra cautious. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, because I'm extra cautious. I'm luckily touch wood. Most of the guys I've dated are normal. I'm here, I'm, and I intend to stay. <laughs> do you know what? I need to take a note out of your book because I don't send my live location. I don't do that, you know. I just Sometimes. send. I just like, oh, I'm going on a date with this guy. <clears throat> we really like. Obviously, you you do on the group chat. Like, you send a picture of a guy. Da 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 da. You can look in and see that. But I've never actually sent, like, my live location when I'm there. That is such a good idea. I'm definitely going to start doing that. I've done it a few times, not all the time. <coughs> because, you know, sometimes it can change throughout the night. You go somewhere, I should go here, whatever, like that. But I just send it, like, that's only when I'm really, really not sure about the guy. But I kind of let you know, this is where I'm going. Screen grab, and this is where I am. Because even if you don't have that, people can track your phone. So, like, if they need to, like, authorities... Because we can do like find your phone, on, like I have an Android, mm-hmm. or like on iPhone as well. So that's not really needed. It's just sometimes when I'm just feeling I'm not too sure, that I'll do it. That's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sha? Um, I I I'm telling you, I have not been on any dates in a like very long time. But if I was going to, I will always update my social media. Always. Even mm. if I go to the toilet and, like, you know, some places just have really nice bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I just type mm. location. My thing is, if I don't update my social media within, like, eight to ten hours, I'm either asleep or I'm, God forbid, mm. something has happened. But most of the time, my last scene online is online. So, um, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I think I feel like your you, your intuitions is quite important. Anyway, I think you just you know mm-hmm. when you're, you kind of know when you're in danger. Yeah, I say most of the time it is is pretty for me to get onto that date. It's pretty like the the guy seems normalish, and if you're feeling that he's a bit funny, then you can kind of make that kind of you. I think you know red flags intuition, especially women's intuition. You'll be feeling this guy is a bit funny you know i need to i need to vamoose you know and i think most people have those skills and Charles right like i keep my whatsapp um, online thing on um and then when i was last seen so um so people know what's going on and luckily my friends always check in with me during the date so i'll be like i'll see them message how's the date going blah 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 and then i'll probably just go to the toilet and just kind of update them just to know everything's okay I think it's a woman thing. I don't think guys, do, they don't have to worry about that because how am I going to tackle like a six foot man? <laughs> I'm finished. You just pushed me down. Do you know what? You saying six foot has literally just brought an idea to my head. You know when, um, the older you get, 
does your um you know like your requirements of a guy does it get a little bit more like do you get a bit more picky you said six foot and right now because i'm being a humble human being my limit like minimum is five foot ten mm-hmm. but john's five foot nine so he's the only one that i'll make an exception for mm-hmm. but are you guys does it like does it change or do you decide to compromise the older you get or you're like nah six foot this that I think for me oh sorry yeah go ahead I think one of my I I, I don't know there's always a Twitter topic about this my preference would be for my potential part, uh, partner not to have kids but mm-hmm. I've accepted that I'm getting older and I can't expect people not to have a life before me mm. so I think like one of my preferences is more of a lifestyle thing versus appearance mm. and I can't be with someone still doing struggle life in terms of that you know you should support your partner do your like through their dreams and stuff for me you have to be at a certain place mm-hmm. like not like financially but just mentality as well mm-hmm. like mine is more um lifestyle choices versus appearance I'm I'm the same so um when I said six foot that would be ideal but like one of my exes he was five eight and I'm five foot five, so he was still taller than me, as long as you're taller than me. However, my minimum is five nine. So I have to eat someone who was at five nine, five ten, and was still way taller than me anyway. Um and when you get older, I think I relax a bit more in terms of looks. Um because as for me, like I've dated some beautiful men, some beautiful, amazing men, but they have like the personality of a potato. And like yeah, yeah so boring like so like stunning you go you're so excited you're like why have I wasted my time but Mm -hmm. Shah's right I think I would prefer to date someone who doesn't have kids but like I said we're both 29 so I might be able to date someone who's 34 and they have like a small child and that might be like the love of your life or whatever like that so Mm. I accept that that might be an option but what I won't accept is someone that's not on the same wavelength as me in terms of okay you don't have to literally be an entrepreneur because I am an entrepreneur and I do have another job you have to we're not going to do like a be Simone situation whereby he has to be an entrepreneur ah. you have that's her preference for me the mentality has to be like okay I'm working towards something and that doesn't have to be like oh I don't I I'm going to be an entrepreneur but it's something like you have to kind of want more in life you want to even if like you have to be into maybe you want to go and travel a bit or something like or you don't want to be staying in the same places you want to try things someone who's just quite open-minded I need and for Mm. me it's more I think it's the word sapiosexual I don't know but I it's the intellect that makes me more attractive now whereas before it was more obviously looks is very important but looks was very very important to me whereas it could be like stunning like the, the typical good guy like gymming and all that and it just doesn't do anything for me just I just get bored very quickly one of the guys I was dating for his body was amazing he was cool and stuff like that and just like I was very very happy to have him on my arm and then I remember taking a shower and I was just like you haven't got much going for you are you very boring are you no ambition (laughs) none of that that. so at a point like when you're in your early 20s we don't really kind of like I don't know everyone's different. When you're not really looking for that, you're just happy to date and we'll see how it goes. That's fine. That satisfies you then. But I realise mm-hmm. now, in the later 20s, for me, 
now I'm looking for something a bit more long term, a bit like solid, that's not gonna cut it for me. Because I can mm. date someone who's pretty, I'll get bored within a month. So I need something that someone who's got a bit more substance. So it's it's the personality, the substance is like who are you? Because what you're looking for is someone that you can he's like your best mate. They can have like those conversations yeah. jam. Yeah. And then obviously Yeah, and obviously the that kind of the attraction will increase after that because I remember there was a guy I was seeing before he was cute obviously there's going to be that attraction you have those certain cues but then what really got me is his mind his mind was so like brilliant and interesting and aligned to what I wanted so mm. yeah anyway, what about you now obviously you're younger than us <clears throat> I feel like I'm kind of no, actually, no. I'm gonna lie. I was gonna say I feel like I'm kind of on the same wavelength. No, I'm not. Mm. I'm not on the same wavelength in terms of um, looks doesn't matter as much. It still does matter because for me to know your personality, I have mm. to obviously find you attractive. Because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be like, you look like you have a nice personality. Come over, let's have a chat. Do you know what I mean? So I have to be attracted to you. And my type is weird, to be honest. I'm not really that. Um, what's the word I'm not really that picky I like chubby guys mm-hmm. so my type is I'm not I don't like a six-pack I don't like any of that please I can't be laying on your stomach and getting in neck pains it's just not for me um so yeah I feel like yeah I I'm mature enough now that I know that if I do find someone that takes at least 70% of my list that I want mm. I it's okay to compromise because you will grow up you you know you grow older together and that person that you met two years ago could be a completely different person, you know, True. two years down the line. So I understand that at some point you have to compromise. But just because, um, just because I want this, 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 and this, and that, and just because, no, that's the wrong word. That's the wrong bit of saying it. Just because um, I want to get married or I want this, I want this, doesn't mean that I have to compromise from the get-go. Like, mm-hmm. let me have my list. I'm God's child. God said he'll give me everything I want. So this is what I want. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why don't I deserve that? Because guys, I don't feel like guys are pick, Guys don't compromise. They don't. So why should we compromise? That's, I'm glad you said that because, and I was saying it to one of my girls, I was like, guys don't compromise. I feel what well, we compromise a lot more. And I just want to go back in terms of like, yeah, looks are important to me. It's just not as important as it was beforehand. Like it's, it's kind of like a balance. And I mm-hmm. think you were right in terms of they take most of your list. It's good to have requirements. Like, and my thing was like morals. If your morals don't align, mm-hmm. and your communication styles are like it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't think you should compromise in terms of like certain things. If there's a lot of red flags, it's not gonna go ahead. Like did it? But I I just said for me because mm-hmm. for me I'd say when I was younger I was a bit more shallow. I was oh like because I like those kind of built up guys. It's just who I'm naturally attracted to. However, I think like. You shouldn't go straight to personality if you're not attracted to that person. I'm just saying, if someone you could meet someone just chatting, mm-hmm. and then their personality can kind of make them more attractive to you. Um, but I think everything yeah. you're saying is right. I think that's the right mentality to carry on. Like, don't compromise. This is who I want. Because I think a lot of people, like you see people like in relationship, like your friends maybe, you might think, oh, they've been with that person for ages, but they may be just settling because they don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no I completely get you um, I'm at this roadblock 
Claire, I have this particular friend. And every six months, we have exactly the same, like, conversation about mm-hmm. her, um, her boyfriend. You know when, like you said earlier on, like you guys said, it's about someone that can, you want to grow together. Not necessarily an entrepreneur, but, you know, growing together and building a future. But imagine being with someone that they're not really adding any value to your life. All that's I can say it. is you're my man and that's it. Like, mm. what are you doing for me? Mm. I'm trying to get higher and higher. What are you doing? I can't, you know. And that's, that's, that's the thing. A lot of people are carrying a lot of, like, they might have been with that person for ages. So they might have been with them since, like, uni. And at uni, they're on mm. the same wavelength, right? And then something happens. Someone's changing. And someone's carrying somebody else, kind of like insecure. I've just started insecure. I'm so late with it. I mean, and then, yeah, I'm on season two. But how like Lawrence was it's at the beginning, mm. yeah. And then Issa was like, really like, no, nah, I'm getting bored of you, you know. So that type of situation. It's... Mm-hmm. Really? Okay, I'm on season no, I get two. You. So. Oh my god. Do you know what? You actually might not cry. I made a mistake of watching Insecure when I was going through um, a bit of a situation shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I felt like it was screaming at me <laughs> when I was watching it. Those type of things, you can't watch it because it's like literally triggering. <laughs> like when you're going through something, I remember I was going through something with a guy about two years ago and I couldn't listen to any love songs or anything like that. I had to be some dance or something rough or something like that to get my energy up because like... <laughs> Call me a yardie, call me a yardie. I'm driving. I can't, I can't. I don't be having tears in my car. For what? No, I get you. There's one thing that I've actually learned from all these stupidities that I've dated in the past is yeah. if I like a particular song, I don't want to listen to it whilst dating you because I don't want to listen to that song later on in the future and it always remind me of that particular time. So I'm very careful of the songs that I listen to when I'm seeing somebody. You're so smart because I remember I was seeing this guy <laughs> like end of last year and I stopped seeing him. I said to my one of my one of my really good mates like James, like, I can't listen to this song. It reminds me of him, you know, like I can't. And he goes, You shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't tie a song to a guy, you know. I was like, I know and I actually really like this song. It's so annoying. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> Shut your baby head amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Play. Well, you need to do a YouTube tutorial on that. <laughs> Wait, she just skipped it back. Oh my god. Wow. Okay, wow. I'm gonna keep watching it, like trying to pay attention to using. I'm waiting for her to be like, hi guys, welcome back to my channel. Hi guys, welcome to my channel. No. Wow. Not touching YouTube. Mm. Thank you. So just on whilst we before we move on to the next kind of question, just finishing up with the whole relationship thing. Like we're all single, right? All our friends are relationships. How do you feel? Does it feel do you feel like you need to be in a relationship in your twenties? Like you need to settle down and then prepare for the next stage of your thirties and have kids or whatever? Or do you feel like you should just go at your own pace, really? I'm I'm gonna answer this one first. So I was in a relationship from when I was like I think eighteen. Mm-hmm. 24 mm-hmm. I like your mentality at 18 and 24 you're two different people so like you know sometimes when you know you know mm-hmm. like when you're with someone you're like you know if it's gonna be a season reason or a lifetime but um 
I didn't really feel much like at the beginning like I, I would say it was somewhat of a toxic relationship looking back because I'm like I wanted to be with my friends more there were times I just didn't want to be in the relationship but like, like now as I'm going into chapter 30 I'm a bit like do I feel the pressure slightly but I'm also like I can't use other people's relationships and things as a barometer for what I should be doing so I'm kind of like 50 50 I just, just, I just, just kind of think I'd rather be alone than unhappy. Um, for me personally, actually, most of my girls are single as well. Um, and I think we're all at this age where uh, obviously it would be nice to be with somebody. We need to do stuff. Like, we do need to start thinking about it a bit more seriously. But then also at the same time, you don't want to go looking for it. Mm. If it happens, it happens. Exactly. That's my mindset. I have so much that I want to accomplish like so right now because I think the one mistake that I made you know which I really I wish I knew that now um was when I was dating somebody um 70 percent of my attention would be on them rather than mm. actually on where I needed to go in mm. real life so I, I need to I need to gain that time back time lost but I need to gain it back so I'm actually not that fussed right now and you know, and some of my girls are seeing people, and they are in relationships, which is great. I think I only really feel it if I meet the ones that are in relationship. And for the say that we met for a brunch or something, and for that two hours, all they talked about was their boyfriends. Oh, yeah. Then I'd get a bit like, mm. them ones there. Mm-hmm. For me, my one's a bit different. So basically, I actually didn't date at all in my teen years like at all and I think one of the main reasons was I went to an all-girls school and most of my friends were girls like I knew guys and stuff like that so I actually started dating in my 20s so Mm. I guess I was a bit of a late bloomer on that but I was always really prepared and the good thing about that is I kind of knew myself so I knew what it was like to kind of like be be by myself so I wasn't Mm. really impressed about having that person like being with that person so and I was really well prepared in terms of like relationships with my mum and my friends or whatever. However, I've always been on the kind of vibe whereby if you're in a relationship, the guy should compliment you. Like, yeah. I've always been scared to be in a relationship and it's always been, your focus will be on them and talking about them. Because I've been with like people in my group who've been in relationships and they focused on that one guy and have been talking about that one guy, and it's kind of like, what's happened to your personality? It's kind of zapping. Mm. I, I hate those friends. I really hate those friends. Like, you can't have a conversation <laughs> about talking about their man, and it's just kind of like... <sighs> I'm not going to lie, I do have when a couple of friends like that. When, yeah, exactly. And when they break up, who's going to be here? Please tell mm. me. You're right. Please. You need to I, remember who you are in a relationship. And I think also in the 20s, especially on the timeline, Twitter timeline, People make it seem like, oh, if you're not married by 25, you're done or whatever. And I'm thinking 25 is so young. My mom even said to me, I remember when I was about 25, she goes, I'm so glad you're not married right now. Because like, if I could go back, I would still be young and just going out and dating. (laughs) She had my brother at 19, sister 26, and then me at 30. So she didn't have that time to kind of like grow or whatever like that. Just life happens. So she always taught me and my sister, my brother, just kind of like, just live your life first because 
I, for me, I'm so much different than when I was when I was 24 to now that mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have been if I was in such a super, super realistic, serious yeah. relationship. And I was always on the flex of just dating and having fun, really. Mm-hmm. Just like, just enjoying the dating situation. I'm still a little bit like that now. Like, I'm just fine to just kind of date and see what goes on. Um, but I'll put myself in a position to kind of like go out and date like I'm on the apps and stuff like that but I don't take it so seriously you know because it's supposed to be fun dating getting to know somebody you shouldn't be filled with all this aggro and thinking okay I've got to be married by this time and have kids at this time you just gotta go with life you know yeah. so if it's forced it's just long and it's boring and it's stressful you're thinking it's is what's the point because my friends are doing it maybe your path is to enjoy like Maybe you need to be an actor first, you know, and kind of mm. then you'll find that person. Or yeah. maybe we need to accomplish so many different things to develop the person that we are ready to be emotionally ready to be with that person. Because if you're not ready, like emotionally or like kind of like mentally in a relationship, mm. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be troublesome, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that's one thing my married friend actually told me. She said, um, there's one in a relationship, there's one need to be ready. Mm. Like, because when you're not ready, I guess every time you have it, she said, every time you have an argument, it's a, it's a different type of argument. Mm. Because you're thinking about the fact that this is the person that you're stuck with forever. Mm-hmm. It's not even a case of, I will argue and then I'm not going to talk to you for a couple of days or whatever. If, it doesn't re- if it's, not, it's not working out, it's not working out. Like, you have to kind of be ready to sit down and talk about it. Like, but that, I guess that's the thing about being um about being single. Like, why would you rush? I'm gonna be with you forever. Like, in my, I don't want to do it twice. Like, I don't want to do it twice. In my in my mindset, like sometimes you have to remind yourself what where, where you're rushing to because you're gonna be with that person forever. Mm, so there's no rush, and people get like so kind of like hyper-focus on that one person and when you break up oh this is the person that's going to be with me be with wherever I'm never going to find somebody to get to me how many, how many times have I thought that and I met somebody else and met somebody else again there's like seven balls there's seven billion people on this planet <laughs> you know when you get to that stage of breakup you're like oh, I'll never find somebody like them we really were supposed to be together and then once down the line you're like oh thank god that broke up because honestly yeah, long. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Well, I I remember, like, I I was seeing a guy last April. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm on the dating scene. I like to have it. I think it's fun. Right. And I was seeing a guy last April. We're just, like, chilling or whatever. I remember I started my new job. And I was just like, that's my friend's new job. I'm not sure about him, you know. I'm not not clicking. It's not not there. It's just, like, dating, whatever. And then we kind of, like, phased out. And I met somebody else, and then he's coming back, and I was just like, even today, and I'm thinking about when I'm cooking, doing my hair, doing my makeup. I'm, like, I'm so glad I'm not dealing with you anymore. I just can't be bothered. This is so it's many a lot of effort. He gave the me the dating ick. scene. It's it's a long. Literally, it, it gives me the ick. Yeah, it, it gave me the ick. Yeah, when you've got when you've got the little bit of the ick, it's done. That's it. It's done. <laughs> so, no, There's no it. going back. You know, yeah. the dating scene is actually the ghetto right now. I'm taking a break right now. I'm not doing it at mm-hmm. all, whatever. I'm just like, I just want to focus on me, focus on my career, and earn some money, be, mm-hmm. you know, a CEO, get up there. That's my focus right now because dating is long. I can't be, I hate typing, so I can't be bothered like, how was your day? 
How was your day? So tell me a bit about yourself. This, this, this is where I come in. I haven't dated since I split up with my ex and honestly, I don't have the energy to be relisting my CV of life to every new it's long potential bay. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you have to do all that to get with someone. I'm like, do you know, I don't have the energy for apps. I don't have the energy to be every single night. Oh, how was your day? I, I, w- I come home and I don't want to speak. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's long because the whole thing about it is you want to, it's even better like back in the day, back, yeah, it has to be back in the day, you know, when you're just like be jamming with a couple of people, you've met them and you build that mm. natural thing on your friends and it's just that little thing that's there and it's kind of like, mm. you're just seeing how that goes. But now everything, everything is on the app. So I was explaining it to my dad, right? How the dating situation goes, what happened to that guy you were seeing? I rolled out what happened with that, that, and I said, apps, and my dad was just staring at me, he was quiet, he goes, it was so much simpler than that right back in my day, literally. <laughs> I wish we had that. And dad, how you go, he goes like, you see someone at a party, you be talking, my mum said the same thing, you be talking and chatting, you'll get their phone number, and then you'll call them, or whatever, so they'll meet people physically, and you'd have to kind of make an effort at that person, because it's not, you can't get them on Facebook, you can't get it's just like the 70s mm. and the 80s. So you need to make that effort and you'd be going out and seeing people. I'm not mm. saying there wasn't any fuckboys back then because my mum told me a lot of fuckboys I should still <laughs> back then. But the thing about it is, I think the fact that we've got choice now has kind yeah. of ruined everything. People just mm-hmm. being really on their bad behaviour mm-hmm. or kind of being very disposable. Or oh, if I don't see this person, then that's fine. I'll just jump on the app again, you know. It's not that's that healthy. True. I mean, I've done it. I'm talking from experience, but I've just like, no, let me just jump back on the app. You have to give yourself time. I think as well, like you can get, like most people can get everything that the benefits of a relationship without being in a relationship as well. Mm. So for example, like sex, everything, a girl cooking yeah. for you, being a wifey, girls who do that in situationships. And mm. if any girls listening to this, please stop being an idiot. Please stop being an odd day. Please, I beg you. I beg of you. Look, after a month, yeah, a guy knows what he wants after a month. If he's still wasting your time after a month, please screw it. It's true. That's it. That's the month. People are like, oh, it's too quick. And then, oh, I don't know what I want. Even when you ask him, oh, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Oh, I don't really know, really, because, like, I'm not, like, I would prefer someone saying, like, you know what? Like, I'm open to probably, like, more of a casual relationship or something long term, but I just want to get to know you. Oh, I don't really know. I want like this, and I'm just thinking nobody asked you all of that. I remember I asked the guy just a normal conversation. Oh, when was your last relationship? How long? Oh, um, why do you want to know that? <laughs> laughing. I'm just thinking simple question. Oh, about two years. Yeah, oh, oh, two years ago. Yeah, but I'm not ready for a relationship. You know, you know, because like some girls really, really hurt me. And I'm thinking I've asked you one question. Honestly, I hate you when guys do that. When you think like literally, you asking that question. Apparently, that means that you're ready for a relationship and you're ready for marriage. I just want to know that I'm not wasting my time with you. That's all it. In- literally, that's all it means. Yeah, yeah, it's all of that. But with the whole like relationship and like having it all, do you think there's like now in your twenties? Because we've got social media, the pressure to have it all, have it all figured out. Do I think that that's, a, that's an effect on relationships? No, no. Like, moving away from relationships, just in general, mm-hmm. do you think in our 20s, we see everyone like, oh, like the Forbes 20 list or whatever like that, mm. people who have it all. Do you think there's a pressure now to have everything figured out in your 20s? 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. 
like especially you go on Instagram, you see someone with a nice house, you see someone driving a nice car, like you might just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Everyone like obviously we put the best parts of our lives on Instagram, mm-hmm. but it's so much. It's easier said than done to remember that that's like that statement because you think, oh they have this and they have that and then you come off it and then you sit down and you start thinking about the fact that oh I want this why don't I have that it really does play on your mental health and I think it's yeah it really really it plays a big part in our lives because when you think about it things weren't as easy back then like the economy is so much more expensive everything's mm-hmm. higher in comparison like probably our parents could buy a house for like a house for eighty thousand pounds what mm-hmm. would cost right now 250 do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's so much, it's harder. That's northern yeah. prices. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, what, 250? I'm moving up north. <laughs> a beautiful, a beautiful five bedroom, like modern style house here is 250. Yeah. Mate, I'm going to commute. <laughs> I can never live in London. You guys, is, my friend, my friend in London telling me how much he pays for rent. That's what I pay in three months. I'm like, huh? Excuse me? Why are you paying? My friend's paying fifteen hundred a month rent. That's like oh. three months rent for me. Oh dear, that's more. Wow, that's. Where's that's... He, what? Where? I obviously don't want to know his exact address, but what like borough of London is he in? Do you know? It's in Central. It's in Central. A hint, a hint of where he is. It's on my actually on my background. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. But. I even have friends living in Clapham. They pay seven fifty. Mm. It's for, like a bedroom. I think that's expensive. It is because I've known some people who pay that. Like we, I've got my family home. I'm not going to go into the situation, but basically, I don't pay that that money. And plus, mm-hmm. I live for a little bit out of central London, so mm-hmm. I will never pay that anyway. For some people, they want to kind of live very much in central, and I get it because hustle, hustle and bustle is just too much, and then it's not like economical in the long mm. run because the houses are not big. It's like literally so small. From a studio, you're just thinking you're getting really, really ripped off, to be honest. And a lot of people moving into London, so it's kind of like increasing that price. But I know what you mean in terms of like social media. You're showing your best life. You've got the car, you've got the house but you don't know what someone's done to get that. So they might have been saving for a long time, you know, from like since they were 16 and been saving for that or whatever, or they may have come back from uni and like they've never had to like help with the family bills or whatever, or they might have, their parents might have paid for that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you don't know everyone's situation. And I think- or they might be working a job that they don't particularly like that makes them a lot of money and they're like kind of having it all. Or they might seem like, oh, relationship goals, but then like a couple of months down the down the line they do a youtube video of how they've broken up you know what i mean or someone's cheated or whatever like that don't get me started on that don't put your business on social media i had this girl i actually actually i think i deleted her from my snap because it was getting too much like she was in a relationship every time her and her boyfriend had an argument snapchat would know about it every time things were good we would know about it it got to a point i felt like i was part of the relationship i love those like types. No, 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 it was stressing me out. It I was stressing me out because I felt like I was arguing with him. <laughs> I don't like it. Don't put your business out there. No, I like those kind of people who put their relationships on that because it just makes me, it makes me like, oh, popcorn in the corner, Michael Jackson popcorn. <laughs> like, um, I just feel like going on from that, we're a very highlight, highlights-focused generation. 
yeah like, you can see people with the car the house in my head I'm like oh that person's got a new car then I'm like nah it's a rental they go on finance but then I'm like do I actually want that or is it just mm. I've seen someone else with it it's a status symbol do I actually want it like I'd rather do stuff that makes me happy so like, I live in London I don't have a car don't need one Uber's my best friend like yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of people like focus on like I don't really interest in buying my own house right now. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, it's not something that okay. If I don't get my house by the time I'm thirty, I'm going to be upset about that. Will come in time because that's a huge investment. So I'm not mm-hmm. really pressed about that or having the finest watches. Like I like the finest things. I just the thing about social media and I actually work in it is it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, you know? Mm. So, like I said, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. So I've just got Charles going on the swoop. <laughs> anyway, so for me, I'm just one of these things, and it's very hard to do, whereby you have to realise that you have to take things at your own pace. Because when you're trying to... I'll take, tell you from, like, the whole influencer thing, from the fashion type of side thing. People taking pictures with the outfit and stuff like that, and you think they've got a lot of money. Some people buying these clothes, take the picture and send the clothes back. We some people... Right. Mm, no, some people, they've, t- they've told me that, and they have the tag. I remember I went out with um, a influence a couple of years ago, and we're at an event, and I said, that's such a nice dress, and she goes, I've got to make sure I don't make it dirty, because I've got to give it back. I'm going to send it back, check the tag wow. in because she had to kind of that was her um, bread and butter you know didn't influence stuff but she wasn't making enough mm. to kind of like pay so she ha- thought that a lot of people when they start fashion influencing were like oh I don't have enough money I have to buy the finest things and expensive things and I'm just like you're gonna see the clothes that I can afford you know I'm mm-hmm. not gonna mm-hmm. be buying the shoes and whatever like doing a dream like lifestyle because why well, there's no point so there's a lot of kind of like keeping up with the joneses and it's also a self-esteem type of thing i've never felt like i needed to perform for anybody obviously mm-hmm. you you desire certain things and i desire that and i work towards it but i think it's silly i think it's silly to kind of like have it all like dinner with jay-z twitter like if you're not working like till 3 a.m in your side business you're oh. a failure you know what I mean? Like from people who haven't got the experience, oh, you should drop it. Mm-hmm. Like you should be entrepreneurship. You should just drop your everything. But really, what normal entrepreneurs do, like um, the guy that started Nike, so he started it um, at 35 years old and he was wow. working a full-time job. And then he slowly transitioned to do that. Victoria Beckham even suggested that you do stuff like that. You work and then you slowly transition and have like a fund because anything can happen. Look at Corona. Mm-hmm. So that can throw a span and it works. You could have like a big events company is doing well and then something puts in this. You need to be, especially in this day and age, you should make sense to have like different streams of income. But loads of mm-hmm. people don't say that. To run it, I've got my own That's business. True. To run your own business is it's hard. It's not easy. There's a lot of things that go wrong in the behind the scenes. So it's 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 been very glossed over. Oh, you have to have this. Mm-hmm. This is exhausting. So a lot of people are competing, but nobody really, I don't know if there is someone that talks about like being real, like how hard it is to kind of have this house, the behind the scenes. There needs to be more of that. But people want to be all glamour and just have those mm-hmm. kind of Instagram filters and they smile with their white teeth with their partners and their house and everything like that. 
and they can nobody do it. wants they to want... hear the struggle story yeah nobody wants to talk about like you know what like to earn this it takes ages i've I, I lost my job and I, I bounced back. This is what I had to do, you know. Everybody wants everything to be perfect. So maybe that's something that maybe I need to talk about a bit more. I talk about it a little bit here and then everywhere. But mm-hmm. we talk about like, nah, this is not easy, you know, to get all of this. Maybe there needs to be more of this. I don't know. But I just don't think in your 20s you should have the pressure to have it all. You're still figuring yourself out. I'm still figuring myself out. You're supposed yeah. to just enjoy it and make mistakes. And it's not that you're 20s, you make mistakes and that's it. You don't make mistakes your 30s you look at the mistakes you've done and you like in every aspect of your life if you don't like this job then go work at this job if you don't like this guy don't date this guy if you don't like when you're living just take a chance Uh, Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people say you make you're able to make as many mistakes because you don't have a lot of dependence and responsibilities Mm -hmm. but again it depends on the actual person so i think be kind to yourself in your 20s to make mistakes Mm -hmm. and not compare yourself i know it's hard to other people just take them to your own pace really yeah I think that that saying goes for like any age really just be kind mm. to yourself and it's okay to make mistakes mm. um, one thing that I'm definitely trying to live by to you know save up and be a bit more financially um, smart because I'm, re- I'm I'm good at savings I was very very terrible at savings but one thing that's like helped me now is um, I think my sister told me to do, told me this that Jay Z said this: if you can't afford it twice, don't buy it. Mm. So that's little... I've heard that phrase, but it's just like it, I find I find like all these blanket phrases really dumb because it's like <laughs> it's like when you go to buy a house, if you can't buy it twice, don't buy it. It's just I just I find these things really dumb. Um, my 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 motto is at broke stay rich so you know skim skim where you can like Mm. the same way you don't need to have the latest outfit or you don't need to have the latest car you don't need to be like doing designer bag all the time it it all Mm. depends on works what works for you Mm. definitely treat yourself like the other day I treat myself to a couple of bits and pieces and have quality pieces, but don't try and live beyond your means, I guess. Yeah. That's a good one to live by. Keep I think in terms of that, like, don't care about you in a sense, like don't go broke trying to save for a bag when really it's, it's not, it doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time, like, all the materialistic things, like, they'll go out of fashion. You yeah. only wear them, what, once or twice. Exactly. Like, that's how I feel when a lot of black people spend a lot of money on, like, designers and stuff. I think mm. unless you get to that point where you can buy designers, like, you're shopping in Primark, I don't think that there's any, there's no point, like, wasting money on, you have to have Gucci sliders, you have to have um, Gucci headband, or you have to have this, you have to have that. Like, you have headband. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, saying on that, at Christmas I bought my first designer bag. Like, yeah, girl, it was. But I got a discount because my friend works for um the company, so I got a half price. So <laughs> in my head, I'm like, yeah, 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 people think I'm rich, but really, I'm like, <laughs> I, got, I got a bargain. No, sometimes you do have to treat yourself. Like, it's nice to treat yourself to, like, you know, something. 
Um, but I think when people show off like your backpack has to be like one designers, your shoes, you have to have the latest Jordans, you have to have the latest everything. It's really and truly you look rich, but what's in your bank account? Exactly. <laughs> what's in your soul? There's a lot of people like you walking like with all this desire stuff in their bank accounts. That's still they're sleeping on the floor in a match in the middle of the room. Yes. Using credit um, cards. Oh gosh, could you imagine? Klarna. <laughs> oh Klarna, that's the new one, isn't it? Everyone's using Klarna nowadays. There's no website that you don't see it. Mm. And I think that's I don't have a problem with it, with it if you're smart with your money. I, mm. I see it as a thing like the same way I'd buy something on my credit card is the same way I kind of use Klarna. But I feel like you've got to be quite smart with your money. But I think it's targeted at, at younger 20s in uni. And that's where I've got a problem with it. Because like, when you're in uni, when you have student loan, you think you're rich. You honestly mm, think yeah. you're rich. That money you went far. Pardon? That money went far from me. I was so good with my money during uni because I was working as well on top of that, like doing some internet jobs and stuff like that. So, but some people, right, how they said, oh, I spent it like on some stupid shit and I was like, they had no food and eating a can of beans. I was like, that could never be me. It's so embarrassing. If you spent all that money, you got a can of beans. And they couldn't eat. I know some people couldn't eat. I was like, you hungry? Yeah, like, yes, you could have some spits over here, you know? <laughs> now, I was really jealous of you guys on student finance because I never got student finance. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I got a scholarship, but then, like, the maintenance wasn't, like, as much as student finance. They basically gave me, like, a grant to last me a term. That's, oh, like, yes. not even all my rent. <laughs> what, what uni did you go to? I went to a private drama school. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I trained as an actor. So that's what my degree um, is in. Um, but yeah, I was really jealous of people when they got student finance. So I felt like you guys had everything. Not really, got to pay it back. See, I wanted to do an online course. I wanted to do one online course. I did just to get the student finance. Got to pay it back. I was like, I need money. True, but I'm not jealous of that part. Definitely it's, not. I was going to say, it's all fun and games until you look at your face slip and you're like, Ah, uh, what's the point? What's the point? Did it really take a lot? Yeah, it depends on how you're learning. And like, even then, you can pay it back in a year, and then you get your statement, and then the interest is the same as what you paid. So it's like, it's always on a level playing field. Wow, horrible! It's so horrible. I literally, I remember my first job after uni. Um, and then that's when they decided to take it, and then I was smashing my targets, and they got a bonus. So I got my bonus. Come and see student finance take nearly all of it. I wanted the faint. I wanted <laughs> faint. Ah, my chest was hurting. I was like, no, 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 no. And the more you earn, the more they take. Because I remember oh. back in 2018, I was earning quite a lot actually, and um, they would take the 40 percent threshold, and then they took that money, and I was just like, what's going on? This is ridiculous. And then I just decided to go freelance because I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I feel like sometimes it might make you want to earn less just for them to take less off you. That's, literally, just, that's yeah. literally how I feel like all the time. I'm like, why can't I just not earn any money? God forbid. But yeah, it's, it's oh, a wow. struggle. 
Because I had, maybe this is just a thing in my head, because I always thought, oh, if you never earn enough, they'll never take any amount off you. There's a certain yeah. pressure, like, if you're not earning enough, obviously, if you're going through hard times or whatever like that, they, they won't take anything. Because HMRC mm. know everything. Even if you don't admit mm. to anything, they, they, will, they know everything. So that's that. But if you're kind of, like, making a certain amount, you've got to pay. At the end of the day, you've got to pay the money back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we all went to uni when we did because what they have to pay back now, soon it'll be like an American kind of like yeah. loan kind of prices. My American friends, like they only they have to pay back at least like a hundred grand worth around that. Oh wow, around that. Oh wow, I don't even know how much I. I don't tend to look at it. I mean. Mine, because I changed my course, so basically I've got extra year to pay back, which upsets me, but eh, it is what it is. Yes. I bet people listening to it now, who listening to this podcast now, who have to go to uni, they're like, yeah, I've got this much money coming in from student finance. This is probably going like, to literally kill all the excitement. Like, you have to pay that much money back. I didn't yeah. even realise. Oh, gosh. But, I'm not I know some people who paid it back. Um, it oh, is. Wow. It is, it is like because our payback was around, I don't know, roughly it would have been about 30,000 ish, I think. Mm. If that's correct, sure, I don't know, but it's um, basically 3k and then some a year times four, maybe roughly. All I know, I've got payback like 25 grand. I should have paid that back by now. It's payable because like, I finished uni what seven years ago. It's payable, you can pay it back. Like, if you're really, really strict with it and you say to yourself, Okay, they take X amount and you wanted to put like an extra 500, you can pay it back. I know people who've done it, but people don't really think about it because they take it out of your pay packet, <laughs> you mm. know, and you, you don't really think about it. I've changed so many jobs or whatever, like, I don't even know where it's at now. So mm. they send me the letters, I'm like, oh, like you take it out anyway so that's true um but it is what it is i think like in terms of uni like i don't regret it like it was one of the best experiences of my life in terms of like i found myself there i found myself my best friends there as well i found out what i wanted mm-hmm. to do what i didn't want to do um i wish i had more fun in terms of life experiences i actually started dating at uni i didn't I started dating afterwards um in terms of like traveled a bit more but i wasn't i just wasn't that person yet Mm-hmm. So that that kind of, that person happened afterwards, but there is a life after university. Yeah, definitely. So one last question for you guys would be: Is it okay to change your career in your twenties? Hell yeah! Only person I've done it. <laughs> I mean, I I am a I started doing film and TV. Um, yeah film and tv then i went into pr and now i've completely flipped industry and i do what i want in my side hustle so hell yeah like i feel like sometimes you need to stick your fingers in many pies to find out what you want to do what you Mm -hmm. don't want to do and also to kind of look back and think okay i tried that out it wasn't for me but at least i did it then get into like i don't know not to say you can't stop at any time in your life but there's certain things where, like, when you're 65, I don't think it's wise to be doing, um, 
I don't know, stunt, stunt double. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely flip flip the switch. You don't, you never know what you like until you try it. So, yeah, definitely. Actually, I think it's, it's the perfect time like to take a risks as well, because I know some people who've been working like nine to five. Speaking to my mom, she goes, "This nine to five business is just too much." There's a lot of mm. people that can deal with it. There's a lot of people who can't because of like office politics and all that kind of stuff. Some people, they're just not built to do that kind of structural work or they want to do something like incom- like off the radar or whatever. However, I would say that also be realistic and have like a plan B. Like if plan A doesn't go, just save like as much money as you can mm. because anything can happen. You might be like, okay, happened to me. Like I was working, I've always worked in social and digital, but I've worked in different industries. So I'm yeah. a bit different. So I worked in travel for a bit, travel tech, was hating it. And then I said, I want to work in beauty. Got my beauty job. Horrible, horrible. Oh, I was working. I've been hearing a lot of stories um, this week, especially with the pull up or um, pull up or shut up um, challenge. A lot of people coming in on different companies that they've worked for, worked for the beauty industry. The team is <laughs> built. I love it. Yeah, I worked in beauty for five months. And I just couldn't take it. It's actually one of the worst industries I've ever worked in. Wow. It, that particular company, um, there was really nice people there, but like some of the senior people were horrible. Um, but I work in beauty now, but for myself. But yeah, I think I think for it's very important to just try different things, especially in your twenties. I don't think you should stick to one type of thing. If it's not if it's not feeling good to you, don't feel you have to settle and like work traditionally because the world has changed and from what our parents were doing. There's so mm. many opportunities now. You can go abroad and be like, you know what, I want to work abroad and do that. I've got a couple of friends who work in Dubai, I have a couple of friends who's working in Australia she's a doctor she was like maybe maybe a change of scenery or maybe you studied law it doesn't feel you've gone to kind of practice law it's not for you you probably want to go and be a teacher do you know what I mean the best thing is not to be scared I know everyone's scared of money but like that reduces when you have in business what they call it a bit of like a fuck off fuck off fund basically so if anyone pisses you off you you know you've got like money for like rent for the next couple of months whatever you can go and transition and work or maybe you go and work like kind of like like an admin job or a job that's not too like work intensive where you figure things out or you've got things mm-hmm. to kind of like save and do that. So never be like ashamed about how you get your money as long as you're not like killing someone or being like ghost from <laughs> power or anything like that. Never be ashamed because bills don't discriminate. Yeah. But don't be afraid to take the leap. I was afraid to take the leap for a long time. And that really made me unhappy and working in places that was toxic. I was thinking, oh, I could just do this nine to five. I just couldn't. I'm just, I mean, actually, I'm not do that. So I, I've been a, a freelancer for two years coming up in September. And I'm oh, so gosh. much happier because mm. I just, I need to work in different environments. Um, and I think that's, that's good for me. Like if you nine to five person, but you want to work somewhere else, that's good. You just got to be true to yourself. And just try different things and a lot of things don't get wrapped up when companies say oh you haven't worked for like a company for a year like no one's doing that anymore like for years upon years upon years like no one not a lot of people do that anymore i don't think you should be shamed mm-hmm. for that if they ask you that you just say i was figuring things out like i thought this is the industry i was going to work at mm-hmm. this wasn't for me and i have and this is what i want to do i hear that i hear that 
No, that's and good. I've taken an, an advice from that as well. Like, obviously, I'm doing acting and all of that. But also, like you said, you can't. You need to have a plan B. You can't just rely on one thing to bring the money in. And um, yeah, like I'd like to try presenting and all of that, but you never know. Because I keep thinking, oh, do I do I verge into it or do I keep back from it? But then the longer I wait, I'm not getting any younger. So mm. I need to try things out. Um, so yeah, that was really insightful. Thanks, guys, for your word of wisdom. I was going to say, do you have like an ultimate goal of what you want to do? Or is it more like a certain lifestyle you want to lead? Um, definitely like acting. Yeah. Mm. Just be an actress. And then eventually I want to um, have... Um, I want to be a director and have my own talk show. Amazing. Because I don't know if you can tell, I can talk for days. So I want to have my own talk show. I think that would be absolutely ace. Um, so yeah, that is like my mood board for like the next 10 years. I want to have my own talk show. I want to be a presenter. And obviously then still do acting and directing on the side. So it's like I started like the main goal was like I want to be an actor I want to be an actor but I feel like the older I get like sort of like my vision my vision's changing a little bit so mm. definitely um yeah that's it for me I definitely think it's achievable and I'll tell you why I think it's because I've got like a mentor and a life coach now um okay. so when I launched my beauty business I was actually supposed to launch it three years ago and I thought it was a huge dream like I wanted to do it I didn't know it was achievable and I, I found a way to do it and through that there was a bumpy road and I get teary-eyed every time I think about it because I was just like oh, I've actually done it like I've planned and I've done it I think anything that you want is achievable mm-hmm. within reason um because if you plan for it and you go for it and you pivot and stuff like that then you can definitely go for it like with you in that industry you need will be a lot, of, a lot of networking a lot of kind of doing your own stuff um mm. just I take a lot of like experience and kind of like things from like Issa Rae so Issa Rae started um angry uh what's it angry black what was it what was that show that she had on YouTube she had a YouTube show yeah before and, Insecure yeah yeah before Insecure which is shows parallels to that and then she Pharrell saw it and she got picked up on Pharrell's YouTube channel and she just grafted and networked and stuff like that and then now she's on HBO and she's everywhere and she's in films so it's going to be a lot of grafting as well but you definitely can there's been loads of people like Michaela Cole's another one as yeah well, oh my god I love Michaela Cole so much <laughs> chewing gum so with that industry is a lot of networking a lot of kind of doing things that are a bit different like hand standing mm-hmm. out and I think it's with every industry now and the good thing about it is we've got the internet and social media so as wherever you can just pop up really just pop yeah. up just like be known because I know like like the um receipts girls they were big on like social media for a while and then mm-hmm. they kept that persona so really use social media to your advantage really network offline as much as you can Mm-hmm. Because you never know, you'll know someone that's kind of like a director who's doing this and this and this and this. And you might find your yeah. main role, you know? So anything you, it's just going to take a lot of grafting. Um, boys have a plan B. Definitely. Thanks, girl. Thanks why this nine to five is still here. It's not yeah. where we want to be, but it's got to pay the bills. Like you said, the bills just save your money. Not discriminate. And there's no yeah. shame in that either. Pardon? There's no shame in, like, I feel like, again, with social media there's also uh, like a stigma oh you do a nine to five so 
some people are like perfectly happy doing that Mm -hmm. seen a lot of that this week for the last couple of weeks i was shaming people to do nine to five not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and that's actually all right yeah yeah like some some people want to do nine to five they really really love their job they really like progressing through the company they really love giving back that way and they do actually have lives i think there's this kind of stigma i don't know this is what i get that people that have nine to fives just go to work and come home and for a lot of people they do do that but that thinks this is still the same with someone who's an entrepreneur that they can just work on that and then just not do anything after that I think mm-hmm. for whatever, however you earn your money, you need to have life in any way. So never be ashamed of how you pay your bills unless you're not like a killer. But like, <laughs> kind of like, just just do what you need to do to make yourself feel happy. And there's going to be a lot of people who doubt you. Say, oh, no, why are you doing that? You just got to kind of, kind of keep very strong and saying, this is what I'm going to do. And I plan mm-hmm. the whole thing about it is people get worried because of money. As long as you save and you're smart of it, you'll be mm-hmm. fine. It's money at the end of the day so true money and network i feel like it's obviously harder like being a black woman and stuff for us oh yeah that's not front that's gonna that's that's a spy in the works Mm -hmm. that's a a spy in the works you're gonna have to work harder much much harder as a black and woman as well Mm -hmm. um to get to where you are that's why i say you have to network loads might do things that are a bit more like oh i'm not sure i don't want to take this role it's a bit below me but you have to weigh it up Whereas our counterparts won't actually have to kind of be doing what we have to do in order to see. Yeah, it will come easier to them. To say I, what, I, what I would want to highlight is never lose your integrity. Mm, I like keep, that. Keep your integrity in the forefront of everything that you do. So it might be a role that you're going for. And you're like, okay, is this going to progress me to the next stage? is this type of kind of actor I want to be I don't know much about like acting but I guess those are the type of things I'd be thinking about and no I get you morals yeah I tell you I've had to um, I have I've actually had to turn down um a couple of roles which probably would have brought me a lot of money but um so so my so my my limit for acting is if my mum can't watch it I'm not doing it oh okay that's how I set a limit on like how far I can push myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, I can probably do a lot of things. Like, she's seen me on stage kissing somebody, da 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 all of that. Mm. But, um, like, there's a certain limit. Like, if I, if the thought of my mum watching that makes me cringe, I'm just like, there's no, there's no, there's no point. That's mm-hmm. how I know my limit, sort of thing. So, um, but, yeah, no, I get you. You just have to, you have to put yourself first. And, because... For example, if doing a sex scene, doing a completely nude sex scene, once you're out there, you're out there. Mm. It's for free. Everybody can replay Netflix, can replay YouTube. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's true. So just knowing your worth. Because I remember Gabrielle Union, she did a, um, I don't know what shoot she did for $50 or something like that. And then I remember her tweeting about it, saying that um, because of the contract that she signed, they could use the picture for like forever. And obviously now that she's big, they still use her face for that product. And it's just like, know your worth. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, mad. $50. Yeah. I remember seeing that, I was thinking, what? Imagine you've blown out and people are still using that same picture. And they're getting, they, that's definitely bringing in like a lot more audience for them as well. 
and bring them a lot more customers. But I was like, wow. Saying that, you just got to believe in your your source in the future, like read your contracts. (laughs) Yeah. I really do. I'm really funny with that and licensing and stuff like that. Um, Wow. Damn. I feel like contracts are so off-putting though because for me I know like obviously you heard Megan Stallion all the stories of people not reading their contract but you know like all the clause 1.2 1. 1. point da, 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 it really does put you off though is it just me I mean no it does but that's what you need to if you're really really kind of like scared sometimes you get free legal advice so a lot of like a lot of law firms do free legal advice you can ask questions or there's kind of like law firms you can pay like affordable per month and you can get someone to look after look at it like if it's a big job like that like again saving your money you should put some money towards like getting like a lawyer or something like that to have it because i had a situation where i needed legal advice there's a lot of free legal advice mm. like basic questions and then you just have to figure that out and then just ask a lot of people who've been in situation because obviously sometimes the way lawyers make their money is by mm-hmm. minute so you could be paid a lot of money. So try and see get the free resources as much as you can. But they are off-putting. Luckily, a lot of the work that I do is pretty similar. So but when it goes into like licensing and stuff like that, mm. even me, I need to kind of like a bit more of a refresher on that because there might be something where, but okay, you can't use it here, but then we can use it in magazines in this, this country, like in Malaysia, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> So it's, it is off-putting, though. I think it's just educating yourself and arming yourself with the much knowledge as you can. And also, can be peak, you know? also, like, the power of social media. Like, a lot of people are doing pro bono advice as well, so it's not as if you've got to pay for everything. And the same, you can do skill exchange. So there might be, I don't know, a lawyer wanted to do a YouTube channel you're trained in acting you might be able to help somehow and they can give you free legal advice so um, there's always ways of like leveraging free stuff you're right girl you're right <laughs> <laughs>